What have you ever seen Pokemon? The t- the television show? No. Oh, you haven't? Uh, no. You said, are you ready to do this? And then you grabbed the bill of your hat, and I thought you were about to work it around like Ash Ketchum. I can that do means, that. Oh, there you go. That was cool. I'm a hatsman. You're a hatsman? I'm a hatsman right I've now, too. I've got variety and versatility with my hat. Yeah. Currently, the sun is on my back. Backwards hat's going to keep the neck out of the sun. Ooh, okay. I like that. And the sun's not hitting me at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm you should be vampire. Good. I'm over here in this cool shade. I'm under the fan. I'm starting to think I've got the prime seat right you now, do. don't you I? You absolutely do. Yeah. I don't like the King sun. King of the castle. And yet here I am. Bacon. Feeling good? Yeah. <laughs> Looking didn't, good. Didn't know I would need good. sunscreen for a podcast, but we learned things. Look at You look like you're in a Shane Hurlbut film, just beautifully backlit, no matter which way you're facing. Thank you. I feel like I'm in a shamed halibut film. <laughs> is that, that a type of fish? It is now. Yeah. <laughs> the Shane halibut. Shamed. Oh, shamed. Like a, shamed. a halibut that... It was just mildly Shame. embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, it's the halibut from Game of Thrones. There it is. They just stripped it naked and made it walk through the town, and they threw pepper at it or lemon, instead of a bell. Lemon and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> get that nice There's lemon a few townsfolk just reeling out trying to catch it. And everyone's like, stop trying to catch it. It's I, a shamed fish. Are you someone who enjoys fishing? Um, enjoy... No, but do I like the process of being outside? Yes, I don't like I don't like hooking the worm. <laughs> do you like catching a fish? Like, what if you didn't have to use a worm? I don't like taking the hook out of the fish's mouth. So you don't like fishing? <laughs> I like throwing, you like standing I like outside. throwing the uh, the okay. thing, and I like bobbers. I like watching them go up and down, would and you, I like the excitement of reeling it in. But then I don't like rather, the aftermath. Would you rather stand on a shore fishing, yeah. or stand on a shore skipping rocks? The rocks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm a rocksman. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. There's no. I'm I'm not someone who enjoys fishing. Yeah. I'm someone who enjoys very slow activity outdoors. Okay. But I too am the the. The process of fishing is lost on me. That yeah. enjoyment doesn't have any appeal. Yeah. I don't like touching fish either. Right. Yeah. They're too dry. For being wet? For being wet, yeah. Much too dry. <laughs> Somewhat slimy. Yeah. It's a dry slime. Oh, and their mouths? Their mouths make me so mad. And I They've also, got like Drew Barrymore mouths and it scares me. I don't like holding something that doesn't want to be held either. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a cat or a dog that wants to be held, that's fine. Yeah. A kid that wants to be held, that's fine. Yeah, but if it's resisting you the entire yeah. time, yeah. It'd be the same thing of like, oh, do you want to hold on to this squirrel? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. It doesn't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I've done that before. It was an awful experiment. You held a squirrel? Well, okay. So I shot a squirrel once. And we were up at my farm and You're we were hunting. You're a filmmaker. I need... Okay. Yeah. We were hunting. It's and... ambiguous when you say you shot something. Because <laughs> you've also shot Brett. I have shot Brett many a times. Shirtless, by the way. Yeah. And he poured... Uh, I think it was chocolate on himself. I can't remember. It was either fake blood or chocolate because we were shooting something black and white. So it might have been blood. But okay. let's just say it was chocolate because that's just... I mean, that's way cooler. Yeah. Uh, I shot a squirrel from 40 yards with a shotgun and my dad was like good job your first squirrel and we walk over to grab it and he picks it up by the tail and he's like that's a kill shot and it just starts squirming like this and it scares my dad so my dad throws it and i catch it like it's a little baby 
right? And I'm cradling it, and I look down at this bloody squirrel, and it freaks out, and it starts gnawing and scratching my face and tearing me up, and I don't know what to do, you know? And then my dad takes it and hits it against a tree. <laughs> Not once, but multiple times. I didn't want to be this sad today. Yeah. The very thud. excited to record with you. I still hear you. the thudding in my sleep. God. Was like a horse trotting against the oak bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hardy and Sons podcast. Your respite of joy and happiness in a gloomy world. Oh yeah, we're back, baby. Oh man. So, <laughs> so we are here to do a comparison. Yes, we are. Of the book that we finished. <laughs> Four months ago, yeah, five months ago, yeah, that took us a year to read, a full year, yeah, uh, twenty chapters, twenty episodes, a full year. No, I think it was more than a year. Now that I think about it, let me. Oh, that's let sad. me just go double check. Yeah, but this is what we are here to accomplish, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't take a little bit of time. To talk about where we've been and why. Yeah. I like that idea. And by the way, I have final numbers here. First episode, May 17th, 2021, of oh, chapter boy. five. Yeah. Last episode, May 2nd of 2022. So right under a year. Two weeks under a year. Oh, we did way better than we thought. Yeah. This Although is this is going to have bright. an impact on finishing all of the books before we die. Yeah. Because we sort of banked on two a year. Yeah. And this is not the pace that we need to make that happen. No, we're dying. Yeah. That's going to happen. But uh, we got to speed it up. But yeah, but before we get into the book, we last, we last posted in the beginning of June. Yeah. I think maybe July. I just turned off my phone, so I don't know now. <laughs> what have you been up to? Where have you been? Uh, movie stuff. That's pretty just cool. Just all movie stuff. We just shot something in LA we shot in this like 10 million dollar mansion and the people that owned it invented this thing called wag and everyone was like these are the inventors of wag I've never I'm the heard of only wag. person on set who's saying what is wag what is wag uh well there was a bunch of photos of dogs everywhere that wore a collar that said wag so I was like okay clearly wag has something to do with dogs yeah it was a dog walking app Okay. Or at least this is what people told me. I did not care to look into it. And then they're like, yeah, and they also invented, ah, it was something else, but it was just a ripoff of the Lime bike. And I was like, these people are just off-brand app creators and they're millionaires. Not bad. Which made me start thinking we should use some off-brand apps. Hmm. What about, it's like Uber or yeah. WAG, okay. like sort of on demand, but people that will read the Hardy Boys books to you. Like, you're in a new city. You're like, I just don't know what to do. Oh I need God. somebody who's going to read me a couple chapters. I love this. The Hardy Boys. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Would you? It could be a ride-sharing Hardy Boy car ride where you also have to be a fan of the Hardy Boys and answer, like, uh, you know how you have to do the security questions to get into your bank account sometimes? Yeah. Well, the ride with us, you have to answer trivia questions. And if you get one wrong, just like cash cab, you're out. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. But if, you get, but if you get all of them right and you get to your destination, you still have to pay. I mean, yeah, it's not a, a free given. ride. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a free ride because we got to. This is live We got to make this too. mansion money. Yeah. Have you ever seen that episode of uh, Nathan for You where he does the rebate for the gas? Yes. <laughs> in order, 
to finally get it after you go up to the mountain, you have to answer all these riddles and he asks them for like 16 hours. Overnight camping. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched every episode of Nathan for you and every episode of the rehearsal, which was breathtaking. That's what we should be talking about. In the last few months, what I've been up to is Nathan Fielder's amazing study on humanity called the rehearsal. Yeah. Which is going to go down. I honestly think anyone who's getting their master's class in psychology is going to be forced to watch this in the future. There's a squirrel behind you on that fence. Yeah. <laughs> Dad! So long, little buddy. I can't look at squirrels anymore. I think those days are behind him. You're okay. Oh, look at that dude. He's got hops. Yeah. I was reading outside not too long ago, and I had one run up to me, and I was barefoot, and it ran on my toes. And I screamed. Do you think it knows your that I- history? That you're a squirrel murderer? <laughs> Although I, mean, I guess I'd you like didn't think kill so. it. You didn't kill it. You just I didn't. I just put it, it. down. You yeah. know? Yeah. You halted its progress. Exactly. And then, and then yeah. Your dad. But that's the first duck I ever shot was the same thing. When was the last time you shot and killed an animal? Legally? We might just need (laughs) And that is how you end a conversation (laughs) So you were in LA You were filming I was yeah we were shooting uh, It's a movie we've been working on for like Six months And it's still not done So we have to go out Oh boy that's a question So it's like a COVID movie and it's uh, the main star of that show, Medium, with Patricia Arquette. Not Patricia Arquette, her husband. Okay. And this is his directorial debut, and it's about five different people trying to survive during COVID, and then one guy who's this therapist, or he's like some sort of behavioral scientist, who makes them film themselves and do weekly check-ins. And... Uh, I guess some of it is drama, some of it is thriller, but for some reason, in the end, it turns into this, like, espionage spy thriller, where it turns out the CIA is actually tracking this guy. It comes out of nowhere. Okay. I don't know what it is. I like the people involved, but the entire time on set, we're like, this movie's gonna suck. (laughs) (laughs) So glowing review, glowing review. The movie is called shelter. I am gaffer and camera operator, which means as soon as I finish lighting, I pick up a camera and start shooting for 12 to 14 hours. I never sit. And then for some reason, they really like me. So I became an assistant editor. They sent me all the footage and I did, uh, Transcodes and proxies, set up multicam sequences, sent it back, and now I'm going to be the colorist on it as well. Do you like it? The movie? Yeah. Well, you've, you've, I guess this is, this is the, the crux of our careers here. Yeah. You may not enjoy the movie itself or the plot. Yeah. But do you enjoy the process? Like, oh, you're talking I live about for standing it. for 12, 14 hours. Do you yeah. like it's standing. The only thing I want to do in my life. Yeah. I put my phone in a case and I don't look at it for 12 to 14 hours. And then I hang out on set where I get to light. I'm still having fun doing the lighting and everything. But we did work with a real drama queen actor. And uh, he was this like up and coming American actor. And he's huge in Germany. He was just in that Snoop Dogg, Jamie Foxx vampire movie. Okay. 
And this dude was a turd. There was the, the first thing he ever said to me. He was living in the mansion. He was flown out. I guess he lives in Madrid or somewhere. He lived, I think he lives in somewhere, yeah, in Spain. And he gets flown out and uh, stays in this mansion with him and his family. And the first thing he ever says to me, he looks at the ground and he sees a crumb from, I guess, one of his kids' bagels in the morning. He just points at it and goes, There's a crumb. And I was like, yeah, that's a crumb. And I walked away. The second thing he ever said to me was he just finished drinking his ice water. And now the bottle is empty. And he points at me, looks at me, and he shakes it. He says, ice water. And I said, no, sir. It's pronounced empty bottle. And walked away. And that went on for five days straight. And I was just like, what's going on? At one point, I was so infuriated by this man that I shushed him. I've never shushed a person. <laughs> but I asked my friend Matt a question. We're trying to set nylon because his character is watching all these television screens because he's watching all these characters. And he was like, where do you want me to look? And I look at the DP. And I say, hey, Matt, let me know where you want me to put the tape for his eyeline. And the guy looks at me and goes, why are you asking me? You have to set the eyeline for me. And I said, shh, I'm talking to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and that killed all of our conversations. So, yeah, that's the only part of the process I don't like. Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Well, what about Sean? Um, I, so, in the end of August, yeah. my, my son, who's been a recurring character in my <laughs> yeah. life, in my, in, my, in my character of Sean podcast co-host, mm -hmm. um, there's this character named Luca, Yeah, uh, my son, and he just started school. Oh, wait. Started preschool. Uh, oh, boy. So for three days a week, yeah, he's at school all day. And he's adjusting. Yeah. I'm adjusting. Yeah. Um, but knowing that this was on the horizon, sort of this, the end of a chapter, he and I have been just, I've been stay-at-home dad for yeah. two years, two years plus, and is the absolute opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. It's time that most dads will never get. And I savored it. And knowing that it was sort of winding down, that there was this finite end coming, I really dove in and just went full-time dad and, yeah. and made every day an adventure. Um, mostly that was golf. Yeah, I've seen some of the videos. My son the is boy's a got a swing golfer, which yeah. is a strange, <laughs> strange thing. I saw that tee shot that you got. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, so a lot of golf, um, a lot of hanging out, and then he started school. Have you showed him Happy Gilmore yet? No. Oh, okay. He watches uh, a documentary called The Short Game. Which is about the like seven and eight year old world championships. Oh, that uh, sounds cool. Yeah, in North Carolina, and it's a very cute video. It's on Netflix. The short yeah. game. Look it up. Uh, short and then game. There's That's a, a good title. <laughs> Actually, now that you think about yeah. it, yeah. And then the unless uh, one of the kids was like uh, Biff Hooper and he had spider legs, then it wouldn't be the short game. None of them are Biff Hooper esque. Okay, um, but it's kids from all around the world. It's it's neat. It follows. It's a it's a well done documentary. Yeah. Um, and then he started school, and I proceeded to have 
Um, hopefully this is the tail end of like a three plus week anxiety episode attack, like struggling to eat, all that sort of stuff. So that's yeah. consumed most of my uh, recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then the sort of denouement of that was... Well, you speak German. I do. Whoa. A little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Un poco. <A> petit... <laughs> <laughs> Un petit German. <laughs> And uh German. <laughs> hey, I'm speaking German here. And uh and I went to Seattle with my family for my little brother's wedding. Oh got married on Vashon Island, where his wife is from. I don't uh, know what that is. Is it a sweet place? It is. It's a it's a little community, a little island. Uh probably. You said little community, you mean like a cult? Um, no. Okay. It's just a, a it's imagine like a suburb of Seattle. But it's on an island, and you can only get there with a ferry. That sounds sweet. Like Peter Pan. Similar. Yeah. yeah. Julia Roberts is flying you across. Yeah. yeah. Picking up your car and taking you there. Yeah. Does it rain even more there? It rains the same. However, yeah. this was my first time going to Seattle that it did not rain at all. It was like perfect 60 degrees in the morning, yeah, 80 degrees in the afternoon, 75. Like just perfect clear skies other than all the smoke. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but the smoke lent itself to so there's fires in Eastern Washington and British Columbia. Oof, um, and so the skies are filled with smoke. Breathing's not great. Yeah, um, but the sunsets, oh, gorgeous, immaculate. Yeah, just oh, unbelievable. That sounds awesome. So their their wedding was an outdoor wedding that like 75 degrees, just perfect. Smoke, Those are always risky. Smoke blocking the sun. So oh, it's like good. a perfect diffused yeah. light <laughs> as, a, as a photographer. Is this why all DPs smoke? Oh, I didn't think Just about that. Just chain smoke? But it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that checks out. I like that. Do you smoke yet? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, I smoke fools, but as far as like but cigarettes you're not or things go. I'm not DP on the film. Yeah. 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 There you go. One of these days, I will start smoking, but it's going to be the bubble pipes. Makes sense. I've thought about that for years. Yeah, I just don't know cool. if it's a habit I want to take up yet. Yeah, you get those bubbles in your lungs. You got problems. Yeah, bubbly lungs. Uh, cake or cupcakes? Uh, cake. Really, Ugh. really good cake. Good. Yeah. My my cousin just got married on Friday, and uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was such a, such a long wedding, and they were taking so long to roll the cake out. And it got to nine o'clock, and I said, "I'm leaving. I don't want to stay here any longer." And I got up with my brother, and we start leaving, and we get in the elevator. As soon as we get in the elevator and those doors start closing, I see the people wheeling out the cake. And I'm just like, no! You shove your hand in the gap? I should have, but no, I just committed to leaving, and I left. But I was so upset. I was like, I sat through this whole stupid wedding. I listened to the worst speeches I've ever heard in my life. The best man went on for 15 minutes, and it was hysterical because it was secretively him just talking about himself and his problems for 15 minutes. And I'm the only one laughing, thinking, this dude's a genius. I, it, it was a great wedding. Yeah. The ceremony was maybe eight minutes. Give me one of those. Uh, Give me one of those. It was a funny and beautiful ceremony. The friend did it. Yeah. Um, and some thoughtful remarks about the two of them and their relationship. And then... The uh, officiant read each of their vows that they had written themselves. It was very cute. And yeah. then pronounce your husband and wife. Let the party begin. The best man speech. He, they didn't have a wedding party. Yeah. Oh. 
So the best man speech was instead uh, the groom's two brothers. Okay, yeah. Which, which is me and my you. brother. Yeah. <laughs> and our speech took the form of defining his life in the terms of three films oh that he God. watched at nauseum. Yeah. Uh, and one line from each of those films. Oh, my God. And so the three were, the first was 101 Dalmatians. Amazing. What was the line? Um, the line was, but I'm not bed sleepy. <laughs> um, because my brother has a uh, penchant for sleeping on anyone's couch. Yeah, I love that. Sleeps anywhere but a bed <laughs> a lot of the time. And anyone who knows him or has had him over has had him fall asleep on their couch. Yeah. Um, second film was Shooter. <laughs> which was the film he watched over and over and over in college and beyond. Uh, I knew Shooter would make its way back into the podcast. And the line was, I guess, no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't a line. The line was uh, spoken by world-renowned Canadian actor Elias Kateas. I love him. Yeah, Casey Jones himself. Casey Jones. And, yeah. and, and in the speech, my brother was doing this part, and, he's, and he said, like, the world-renowned Canadian actor <laughs> known most for his famous portrayal of Casey Jones. Oh, the, man. Um, but uh, the line was, he took the shot. Awesome. And it was about how he my little brother got, started taking risks and started yeah. doing things and moved across the country and bought a house, like all these things. That's he actually, took the shot. what a great parallel there. And then we finished with, uh, with Top Gun, his favorite movie. Um, oh, and yeah. the line, I feel the need. The need for speed. Yeah. Yeah. And great the, line. And there we talked about how that is not at all. <laughs> my brother's personality and you may know that if you've ever waited for a text from him or something i remember the days where you played that golf game with him yeah, yeah. i get and he was... plays that golf game more frequently than he texts me <laughs> and it's the same phone and it yeah, drives me it's crazy the only way he communicates with you Most so you know he's alive so i didn't sleep well i haven't slept well for a while yeah um but the morning after his wedding uh that sunday morning i woke up at like 6 a.m Ufa. And uh, was I opened up my phone and I looked and I have a turn of golf to play. Yeah. Uh, and it says that uh, he played five hours earlier, which means that like <laughs> one o'clock, one thirty on the night of his wedding, he <laughs> to play the golf turn. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Priorities. Okay. Now I'm really thinking about our side business. You should write speeches for... Any variety of people. I appreciate that. I think I want to hone my art first with some more Hardy and Sons live shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Interestingly for me, so the other thing, as you've been making movies and advancing your career, I've been being a dad and once a week live streaming on YouTube. I love that. Yeah. I've seen a few that had uh, Sean Kirkland. Yeah. And I've enjoyed them. chat about yeah. creativity. We've done a few episodes. Um but I've tried to, and, and with a few exceptions, I, I've, I've stayed on top of Tuesday nights, 8.30 Central, live. Yeah. Uh, whatever's going on. Sometimes it's gear stuff. Sometimes it's life stuff. Sometimes, you know, whatever. And talking in my basement or in my office, but usually my basement, talking to a camera live is a strange thing. Yeah. And I, I sort of challenged myself to think about it after a while of like, why do I do this? What is the value of this? No one's really watching these. Like the things get like maybe one or three people will watch it live, if anyone. Yeah. There's a lot that have no viewers. Yeah. And so it's like, why do I do this? Um, but it has 
gotten me to a point where my ability to speak confidently and to shape a, a discussion and sort of follow bullet points, return to my train of thought, and do like that is being honed. And I would say, like, oh, it's helping my public speaking. Yeah. But it is not public. <laughs> it is me in a basement talking to a camera, which is a skill. Yeah. But an interesting one to find an application for other than continuing to talk to a camera in my basement alone. And there's weird things of, like, I'll say something which I think is funny. Yeah. <laughs> no I reaction. laugh. I laugh, and then I laugh at myself, and it's just this awkward thing of, like, people are just watching this guy laugh at himself. That sounds awesome. So it was, it was fascinating. For the first time since the fall live show, that we did in 2019. Oh boy, for the Hardy and Sons. Yeah, um, and I guess the the virtual live shows that we did. But again, those were that one was way easier. But no one was there. Like we couldn't see like yeah people or reactions or anything other than comments that came in with the delay. Yeah, and you're reading that and trying to like keep your train of thought and all this stuff. So this was my first time, and and this is not the way that you would look at a speech for most people. But this was my first time with an audience. Yeah, in a while. And some of the things that I said, people laughed. They laughed hard to the point where I had to stop and pause and give them time to finish their laugh. Oh, there were other baby. things that I said that were clearly jokes that no, <laughs> not, no reaction whatsoever. And so it was an interesting experience. To Did once you again, stop and explain the joke after they didn't laugh? I moved on. I figured oh, they didn't, That's where you messed up. They didn't deserve it <laughs> at that point. If, I'm gonna start being that way. If you, you don't can't get it, handle you don't me at my it. worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Oh yeah, that's a T-shirt right there. Yeah, I think it already is in a lot of ways. <laughs> but so what I what I gleaned from this whole experience is I think I, I enjoyed it so much, and I enjoyed making people laugh and and speaking and having this this live reaction to what I was doing that it made me very excited for our next live show. And I think, I'm not sure how yet we'll do the logistics, Yeah, but I think our fall live show this year, the Hardy and Sons Podcast Awards, needs to be live. It needs, it's needs to be. be in front of people. We'll, re- we'll record it and we'll post it, Yeah, but I think we need to find a spot in a park, something like that, okay. set up a little PA, yeah. invite some people out, bring some picnic blankets, yeah. uh, and, and let's just have ourselves a time. Just go to town. Yeah, yeah. I want to I honor the people that we're honoring with the Hardy and Sons Awards, yeah. and I don't think it would do them justice to do it in a way where they can't see the applause. I'm with you, and I want to take that award and personally put it around their necks. Even if it's a trophy, I want to tie some sort of floss to it. Or uh, It's a live squirrel. It's a live... <laughs> and you want to you, you tie it around the neck. <laughs> So that's, like that's what squirrel. I've been up to. That's where I've been. That's and, a good uh, place to be. Yeah. Settling in, finding some work again. I work tomorrow, maybe Friday. Ooh. Um, doing some stuff for the Magic House, some interviews. I still think about that guy from the Magic House. I was just telling Kirkland last night, like, the best interview, the most amazing. Oh, man. What an opportunity that was for us to sit with him for 20 minutes. Oh, it changed my life. Anytime yeah. someone mentions the Magic House, he's the first person I correlate the place to. And I always say, that place is filled with the most marvelous, amazing people. And I'm just thinking of him. Dr. Art McCoy. Art McCoy. What a great name, too. Yeah. Uh, he had a line, too, where he said, it's just magic. Oh, man. And the way he said it, my stomach dropped. And I was like, 
That's just that is he, delivery. It was sincere. It was everything. I've shared the clip several times since, but he called me out for crying. Oh, he, that's right. He said something. He's like, and that's truly magical. That's what it was. And then there was a pause, and he goes, "Is that a tear? Did I get a tear?" <laughs> And and he did. I was. I was choked up. It was passion for education. Forget it really was. It. Forget, Forget about it. Forget about it. I mean, that's what we're all about too. Is passion for education. That's what we do with this podcast in our own way. Yeah. Yeah. It's our own twist on it. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids, or it, the adults. Yeah. So I think speaking of this podcast, yeah. and our task at hand, I think we'll divide this comparison up into a couple episodes as, as we, we should. Do. Um, this there's a lot. Yeah, this first episode, we'll just spend a few minutes before we dive into the specific examples of what is wrong and with this book, the original, and why it needed to be rewritten. Yeah. Because there are some very funny changes. There's some very funny things in the first version that were removed for no reason. Yeah, names there that were changed is. for no reason. Yes. Other names that stayed Town the same. Town names that were changed for no reason. Yeah. Outside of, I guess, the alliteration. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I didn't, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Lucky load, lucky bottom. Lucky bottom. Yeah. Why they change it from bottom to load? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot it's of questions we won't be able to answer. <laughs> but, but propose. What struck me and what I, what has to be mentioned, unfortunately, I don't know how far how far did you make it? Because I read the entire original. You read the entire original, and uh, I miraculously did fifty pages this morning, which I'm very proud of. So I got to a message from Montana. Okay, so, so I made not it to, far. I made it to our boy. Okay. So, on the trip, um, we start experiencing racism. Oh, okay. So, I checked out right before then. In a weird way. Oh, Lord. So, we're going to discuss racism yeah. in, this, in this episode and the weird way that it's a part of these books because I don't want to gloss over it. Yeah. Um, but I, I also don't want to dwell on it for too long. And the strange thing was that there were two moments of of black people to which they refer as uh, Negroes um, because this book was written in 1929 or 19 copyright 1928 28 uh, not great um, but when they're on the train uh, it says here um, so they're on the train to Chicago on chat and this is in chapter seven in the Windy City um, they watched the scenery. This is page 56. They watched the scenery that seemed to flush past as though on a moving scroll until gradually twilight fell and the lights in the Pullman were turned on. Beautiful. Yeah, that's good writing. They went into the dining car where they were served by a massive Negro with an air of elaborate courtesy. Uh, and they go on to say, like, what an excellent and perfectly served dinner while speeding swiftly across the country appealed to them and... Like it's a nice exchange, but just with that, like don't, don't say that. Yeah, it, it's unnecessary. Yeah, but they do take the time to include, albeit with poor language, a person of color. Yeah, and in the rewrite, completely they just took out. out. They just yeah. took out the person <laughs> of color. They didn't change what they called them. They didn't change the language. They yeah. just. 
took out scrap this game. They whitewashed it. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, like two chapters later. So if you remember in the new version, they get to Chicago and somebody's like, "Oh, hey." I'm a friend of your dad's. Yeah. You're coming with me. We'll put you up. And the they taxi like, driver. Yeah, yeah. Taxi driver. And they take him to this house and like hold him prisoner there. Oh, and they have to no. break out of the house. That doesn't happen. Instead, what happens is they get this guy's like, I'm here to take care of you. I'm going to get you on your train. Don't worry about it. And so he takes them to the train, gets them in a nice luxury car uh, and then leaves quickly and suspiciously. Yeah. And the train the, the, after a minute, they're like, their bellman isn't coming. Their porter isn't coming. Um, also, the porter is a black person who the, all of the black people in the original they write in broken English, like they write the like sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's the dialogue is offensive. Yeah, but they call the porter. Porter lets them out. Their door was locked from the outside. They were trapped in there, and porter's like. So sorry, I don't. That wasn't me. I don't know what happened. And they're like, "No, we know it was the guy who put us in here. We know something's up. We're just trying to get to Montana." And this guy's like, "Well, this train's going to Indiana." And uh, they're like, "Oh no, we got to get off this train." Yeah. And so they get off the train uh, somewhere in Southern Illinois or Indiana. And at the stop, there's a guy looking at the train timetables. They're trying to see when they can catch a train going the other way. Guy's like, "Hey." It's not a train coming here for like six hours, but there's a train in an hour right across town at the Greenville station. And so if you hop in with me, I'll drive you over there. Predictably, this yeah. is all a plant. <laughs> and this guy pulls off the road. They rigged the trains. Two other guys in a car waiting for him. And they're about to start beating these boys. They've got a pistol. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Guns are all over this book. <laughs> crowbars, pistols. Hopefully yeah. a plethora of crowbars. Yeah, just a, like they open up the trunk and there's like like pool cues just lined up. <laughs> the crowbars up. just roll out. They're yeah. mounted in there. Uh, so does the body of Hobo Johnny stuck with crowbars. Yeah, so in Chapter 9, um, they're fighting with wrenches and swaying around. The boys are outnumbered. They're about to be stuff. And then down the ro- roadway came a clattering and roaring. And around the other car came plunging an ancient and decrepit Ford with an enormous Negro at the wheel. <laughs> Why are they all enormous? Massive and enormous <laughs> Negroes. Um, beside him sat another colored man, and the pair gazed at the struggle before them with their mouths agape and eyes staring. Then the Negro driving the car brought it to a stop and clambered down, picking up the car crank as he went. Um, and I'm not going to read the dialogue because it's too offensive for me, but it turns out that these villains had also run over these colored people's uh, chickens, like on purpose. We're driving uh, down the road. Jesus. These guys, the the, the farmers, yeah. the, the, the the black guys were unhappy about that. Yeah. And came and saved the day and helped Frank and Joe. And they got made sure that the other guys disappeared. They sort of helped in the fight a little bit and then gave Frank and Joe right back. They explained there is no train in Greenville at all. I'll take you back to the station. And they waited with him. So the interaction itself, they were heroes. Yeah. They saved the day. They were nice. They gave the Hardys or like everything was above board. Yeah. But it was just written so offensively. Yeah. And so like almost Is that what historians called soft racism is that they're trying to be progressive, but they're not. Yeah. 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 It's it's like 
it's it's almost like sympathetic yeah. of like well we'll we'll write a nice person of color into this story yeah um, and so again the language used to describe it was horrendous but the situation itself was fine yeah but in the rewrite they just Completely took that out gone. and the boys saved themselves by like climbing down a drain pipe <laughs> or hide they they hid in a separate room the guys came in and left it unlocked when they thought they were gone and then they get picked up again. Yeah. Yeah, and they hop out of taxi. <laughs> yeah. Speed. yeah. So, I mean, in all honesty, it sounds like a pretty great scene. I like that idea of farmers' chickens getting run over, so they hunt these people down. Yeah. I think that's a cool scene. That's cinematic. It certainly is. It's it's a great little uh, moment of tension. And I would say compared to the other books, the, the new books, yeah. there's a lot better tension in this book. Yeah. Moments that last a little longer. Um, things that don't resolve at the end of each chapter. Um, it so is refreshing, kind of, to go back to these books. It's the double-edged sword. If you know you'll be slightly offended every uh, every now and then, and then you'll also have a better time reading these. But then you're going to also realize why they're you know rewritten. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot coaster. of there's a lot of racism. Yeah, um, there's a lot more. Active subversion of the law. Oh my God! Yes, there is. Did you get the the chapter with Con Riley? Yes. Okay. I was so happy. We'll I said, talk about Con. He's back, baby. <laughs> and Chet's antics once again. Chet's yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's also a lot of gunplay. Yes, which is the, awesome in this book. And in the in the rewrite, I feel like there were guns, but the Hardys never wielded a gun. No, the guns were always the villains, and it was like they like would, towards they would the end is when we gun. get the gunfight. Yeah, they yeah, little KU'd, and then and then we're out of the guns. Yeah, and the, the police, like they brought the sheriff with them to really bring in the criminals. They didn't do it by themselves, like holding anyone at gunpoint. Yeah, and spoiler alert, we get some of that, and oh, yeah. and there is some murder that happens. <laughs> oh no, but. We're going to end this episode here, this welcome back, where have we been episode, and addressing the the racism in this book. We're going to come back in episode two of the comparison. Oh, yeah, we'll dive buddy. into some of what they, what was in the original that they took out. Oh, I can't or wait. Replaced. I cannot wait. So there's no ad break in this episode. You're welcome. Oh, this episode was brought to you by Chesta. By, we're sorry that we didn't podcast for five months to our listeners. And hey, brought to you by an apology. For a moment, I also want to say thank you to our listeners. Um, we have a new listener. Yes, we do. That emailed us. And um, I think, it was it James? Let's see if I can find it quickly, which I know I can't. Uh, you can find anything and I'm quickly. Right. No, You're I a speed I man. don't have the uh, Hardy's email on my phone. Oh. But... Uh, Peter, obviously. Big Pete. Thank you again for yeah. the access to these original books. Yeah. It's, that's Which absolutely is, I was essential. trying to find access to this book this morning. So I just typed in on Gmail, you know, your name. And then I start going through all the emails trying to find it. And I find this long email thread of Peter from the very beginning of here's book one, here's book two, here's book three. It's like, dude, Peter's awesome. Peter's the man. I thought it was a bunch of links on... Uh, this podcast, we this episode is <laughs> brought to you by, by Peter. Peter. <laughs> Making it happen. It was when we were talking about the real McCoy. 
he sent a bunch of articles about McCoy and everything like that. I was like, yeah. dude, Peter's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's the man. He's and a researcher, has hooked man. us up with the originals, uh, sent us a couple um, actual originals as All well. All hand-scanned. Yeah. Hand-scanned Pete. So thank you, Pete, for sharing that. And thank you to our other listeners who've written us. Possibly uh, James. People who have asked us. Yeah, possibly James. <laughs> Uh, people who've asked us where we've been and noticed that we've had a hiatus here. Yeah. Um, we thank you for your patience. Yes, thank you. We're ecstatic to be back, and we've got big plans for our award show. It's going to be phenomenal. And uh, it'll be streamed for season live six. on Sean's uh, YouTube channel, where zero people will watch and no one will laugh at the jokes. Just the way I like Just it. Just the way he likes it. But with that, the boys ended the, boys the episode. Ended the, the episode. <laughs> I'm rusty. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. We never lost it.